You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. everybody hi guys <laughs> so we are recording from the cape this weekend we're on the floor we have mm-hmm. our coffee that mm-hmm. it took i was so excited guys so this was like an <laughs> uh, you know like an old-fashioned mm-hmm. coffee machine like not a keurig and i thought i got it and then beck was like mm, no <laughs> <laughs> so we're sipping on some coffee we're recording we're we're just brainstorming and mm-hmm. we're so excited. Yeah, we're having a big brainstorming session today. Um, just kind of like an offsite away from our apartment so that we don't get distracted. Our husbands are here, so we're just going to relax on the Cape and, and do some brainstorming and kind of planning for um, the podcast and trying to come up with some new ideas for you guys. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but like I feel like when I'm home for the weekend or if I wake up on a Saturday, I immediately start. like ticking off my to-do list like Mm -hmm. okay groceries like cook this do this and like I just feel like we've been growing so quickly and Mm -hmm. we're so excited guys by the way it's crazy it's blowing our minds but we really just needed to take some time to Mm -hmm. take a step back just relax Mm -hmm. be here with our husbands Mm -hmm. and just plan so yeah we're loving it yeah this is amazing um so today's episode we actually recorded it yesterday Mm -hmm. um and we'll be coming out well, it's coming out today for you guys because <laughs> you're listening. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, but this is a very special episode for us because um, Candace, who is on the episode, Candace Birch, um, the hormone expert, she is the one that kind of brought us together yeah. and helped us create this podcast. Yeah. And she didn't even know. She didn't even know until we <laughs> talked to her yesterday. So, um, Beck and I had met through a mutual friend. I don't even know if we've talked about like our love story. Yeah, I don't know if we have. <laughs> I feel like we've alluded to it, yeah. but we've never like talked about right. it. Um, so we met through a mutual friend, Steph, who mm-hmm. hopefully is listening. She's the real MVP. She's yeah, like she's the best, best friend in mm-hmm. the entire world. And she would come to me and be like, there's this girl, Beck, and I know you would love her. Like she loves Sephora, (laughs) just like all of these things that at Mm -hmm. the time I was also loving too. Mm -hmm. Not so much anymore. Yeah. Not so much on the Sephora game anymore. Um, and she said the same things about you. She'd be like this girl, Meg that I work with. She's amazing. She loves all the things that we do. And you know, like basically was like matchmaking. Yeah. Matchmaking friends. (laughs) It was the first time we met going to a bar class yeah was that the first time pure bar yeah Yeah, which that was my first bar class yeah mine too and I went into it you know thinking I'm in pretty good shape Mm -hmm. and walked out well crawled out basically yeah that was it was rough um and then we went on to do many more bar classes I don't know why (laughs) I know I don't well you did yeah so many yeah the challenge with Steph I don't know how we got through that month um 
But yeah, so we met through Steph and would go to brunch after. So we did bar and brunch on the weekends. As you do. Yeah. Oh God, it's like sounds cringeworthy, but it was <laughs> no. so fun. So basic. Um, but yeah, it was so fun. So that's kind of where we like started our friendship. Yeah. Um, and then Steph unfortunately moved away. Mm-hmm. So sad. Um, yeah. And I feel like I got married. I was mm-hmm. gone for a long time. Right. And I feel like we just had a couple months where we didn't really connect we both like switched jobs yeah life was really crazy Mm -hmm. um and then I saw your Facebook post Mm -hmm. on how you were getting your hormones tested and I had just done that too the same thing (laughs) which was the same person yeah so crazy just the fact because I mean there are so many things out there and I feel like we all go through our own health journeys and we go to different places for answers so just the fact that we went to this exact same person mm-hmm. around the same exact time and yeah. it had pretty similar results too yeah um so we reconnected over our hormones and i don't know how long it took before you mentioned starting a podcast but yeah i feel like it was really quick it was because i remember we went to oh what's the what's the coffee place? Noka. Noka. In mm-hmm. Cambridge. And we were like talking about our results, like what we were doing. And then I think oh, it was right. the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I, I remember being back and it being a snow day. So I was working from home yeah. and just like, I just had this thought like, well, <laughs> if I'm going to start a podcast, Beck would be the perfect mm-hmm. person. Like mm-hmm. we both love wellness. We're both kind of going through this together. And I just like had this intuitive feeling mm-hmm. That you'd be down for it too, which is weird because <laughs> so like we knew each other and we right. were friends, but I don't think like... We weren't like super close. No, it we, wasn't... Yeah, we had never like... I don't think at that point we had hung out by ourselves yeah. even. Yeah. It was always like with Steph or with our husbands. Yeah. So like the fact that you thought to do that was... I know. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you were like but down. Yeah, but I had been thinking about a podcast for a while as well. I just like didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And... Yeah, so when Meg asked me if I had ever considered a podcast, I was like, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, Like, what were you thinking? And so then I think it was like a week later, we met up again at Mm -hmm. the Somerville Bookstore and the Oat Shop. And the Oat Shop. Shout out to Alan if you're listening. I know you know this, but you kind of (laughs) started everything. Yeah. Um, So we met up there and just came up with the name that day. Yeah found do you remember when we had the kombucha bottle in the bookstore and it was a gt's and it had like so many i don't know it was like a special edition and it Mm -hmm. had like inspirational words on it it for some reason and we were like this is like what we need it's a sign from the universe yeah everything that day was a sign from the universe we're like every single person walking the door sign from the universe (laughs) like he's wearing green we were like so excited yeah and we so we wrote down like every health word that we could think of yeah and then we did like a quick skim of the bookstore yeah we did like a loop around (laughs) to see like if anything stuck Uh uh-huh and i don't even remember how detox and chill came to me i don't know we were trying to i think we were trying to think of of like common or like millennial phrases yeah. and kind of a play on that so like Netflix and chill and then we're like oh detox, detox and, and chill. chill and I think there were a few other words in there like energize and chill or like you know different health yeah. words that were mixed in and then finally detox and chill was the, was one. the one that stuck yeah and then I went home that day and like made our logo yeah made the website and yeah. here we are <laughs> here so Candace are. if you're listening you were the one that sparked mm-hmm. all of this. Mm-hmm. 
So you're basically our fairy godmother. Yeah, we have many of those We now. do, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of long-winded, but now you know our story and how Candace fits into all of that. And we're really excited about this episode. This is very near and dear to my heart, not only because of our connection through it, but because it really opened my eyes to what was going on in my body and helped me feel like I wasn't crazy anymore, mm-hmm. which is like, I felt like everything was in my head that I didn't have real symptoms. I would go to my doctor and, you know, be prescribed depression medication and be laughed at and just not taken seriously until Candace came along and I heard her on a different podcast and realized that all of my symptoms were what she was describing. Um, and then, yeah, we talk about it on the podcast, but we just feel, I know I feel so much better. Meg feels so much better because mm-hmm. we know about hormones now. Yeah. And I think, you know, birth control is one of those really controversial topics and I don't think people like to talk about it a lot, but I do think it's extremely important to educate yourself if you're A, on birth control and B, if you want to come off of Mm -hmm. birth control. So I personally didn't know a lot about hormones before talking to Candace. And I would just say, if you're having any doubt about how you're feeling, if you're like me and had to nap every single weekend, you felt like you could nap every single day if you Mm -hmm. had the option, you know, if you're bloated, brain fog, all of these things aren't normal. So I would just so encourage you to, you know, make the investment in getting tested and just having that knowledge because Mm -hmm. I know for you, Beck, you had well, you should share with your doctor how mm-hmm. you had asked for the testing. Yeah, so I actually went to my doctor before I got tested with Candace, and I asked if I could get my hormones tested because I had listened to Candace's episode, and I was like, okay, well, if it, if this is a, a test that my doctor can do, then I'll just you know go to my doctor and, and do it there. Um, so I went to my doctor and um, to the gynecologist, actually, and she told me that, yes, they could test my hormones, but they don't do it for women my age. So, like that they weren't going to do it. And so I kind of went back and forth with her argument. I was like, well, you can do it though. So why, like, I'm asking you to do this test. Why can't you do it? Um, and she just kept saying back, like, we don't do it for women your age. We don't do it for women your age. I was like, what is, are you kidding me? And that's just what's so frustrating. I feel like, and we also talk about this in the episode, but sometimes doctors look at you, they think that you look young, you look good, you look you know, fit and in shape. Mm -hmm. So how could you possibly not be feeling well? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is a really important one, guys. We would love any feedback you have. Mm -hmm. We want to start a conversation about this and we just want to be really open about what we've struggled with and just relating with you guys and, and seeing where you're at. So, um, follow Mm -hmm. along on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We're at detox and chill. You can always also listen to our episodes on our website. That's Mm -hmm. where we link the show notes. Um, and there may be a Facebook group. Yes. So stay tuned. The freezer. Yeah. (laughs) The freezer. (laughs) So stay tuned for that because Mm -hmm. we want to just have a space where we can Mm -hmm. talk about this more than just a comment on Instagram Mm -hmm. where you may not necessarily want to share. Yeah. Share your whole lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for everything that you do for us. We are forever grateful for you and we love you so much. So enjoy the episode. We love you guys. Bye. 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 
Welcome back. So we have a very special guest this week. Um, she is the one that brought Meg and I together, actually. Yeah. Um, just And she didn't even know it until now. So <laughs> uh, today we have Candace Birch, who is the hormone expert of our dreams. Um, <laughs> she, she's really gotten us on track with our hormones um, and has helped us feel a, a world of difference. Um, and so, hi, Candace. Thanks for coming. Hi, ladies. Hi. I'm happy to be here. I love this Boston town. We're so excited you're here in person. Bean town. Yeah. What are the chances? I know. When I realized I was coming, I thought, oh, I'm going to get back to them. Yeah. They want to meet in for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The perfect Much more opportunity. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Candace, kind of just give us your background, um, your kind of high level. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, I have um, for many years been a health educator since I was in my 20s, actually. I was a a skier back when, lived in Aspen for a long time and really hurt my knees badly and got into that when I first was learning, Mm -hmm. didn't know how to turn and went straight down a a huge mountainside and fell 500 times and ruined my knee on the very first day out. don't go skiing if you don't know how to turn. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> I ended up being carried down the hill on this Olympic skier guy's shoulders. He was dating my friend, and he rescued wow. me. Oh but God. anyway, so my knee became this major problem. I had mm-hmm. swelling of the knee, and I would go to the doctor, and he would put cortisone in and shoot, you know, take out the inflammation and shoot me up with cortisone. and. Mm-hmm. And give me um, anti-inflammatories that made me sick and gave mm-hmm. me asthma and made me feel horrible and itchy, bitchy, sort of. Mm-hmm. Can you swear on this podcast? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I um, <laughs> decided this is, I'm just going to, I did a juice fast for 17 days. I just thought I'm going to detox. 17? Yeah, 17. Oh, wow. I, was, I was doing it under supervision, but mm-hmm. I just wanted yeah. to and always do that. But I just wanted to, to detox, mm-hmm. clean out. And I found that my knees hurt less. I stopped using the, all the drugs, wow. stopped getting the cortisone treatments because I was reading about what you know a steroid is going to do to your adrenal glands, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And even started this little group in Aspen called AHA, Aspen Holistic Health Association. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love and that. And we had you know, guest speakers that would come. Mm-hmm. So many people come through Aspen. So that was good fun. And then I decided to go back and get a master's degree mm-hmm. in health education. So did that, moved to England with my husband, who's a photographer, and we had our children over there. And somewhere in there, because I started late, um, I started when I was 37. I had my first Jess mm-hmm. and 41 when I had Ryan. Wow. So That's when amazing. I that was when I went into perimenopause, which some women may recognize as when you are now bouncing off the walls with your moods and your hot flashes and your night sweats, um, I was every 20 minutes having a hot flash and a mood swing in between. And I just looked at Ryan one day, and I could tell that she was afraid of me because I was always having I a temper tantrum. <laughs> I know, and I just realized, okay. This is it, Mm -hmm. Candace. Get your act together. What's going on? And being a health educator, I had always decided I wouldn't use any synthetic hormones, but Mm. I started reading. And the book to read, if you're young, read what your doctor may not tell you about premenopause. If you're Mm. older, read what your doctor may not tell you about menopause by Dr. John Lee, who was kind of the guru of the bioidentical, i.e. natural Mm -hmm. hormone 
movement. You know, he put on the map, hey, are you walking around with a hormone balance so you don't even know that you have an imbalance that's causing all these symptoms? So I started reading. I remember crying, thinking, he's talking to me. And, of course, everyone feels that way yeah. when they read it. Got a, got a hormone test done, a saliva test, realized I had numerous imbalances and took the steps all natural, um, which is what I do now, consult with people and help them test and, and rebalance naturally. And I was a different person in a week. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I would have to take a little break from some of the things I was taking, cause it's always good to take a hormone holiday if you're using natural hormones or any supplements. And my kids would say, Mom, when are you going to go back on that cream again? Oh, <laughs> oh they knew. They knew. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's basically how it happened. What, what then subsequently, I guess, big part was that we had lived in England for a long time, and I was a health journalist. And when we moved back to the States, I went to work for a huge hormone testing mm. lab mm-hmm. in Portland, Oregon. And that lab was run by a guru in the world of hormone balancing, a good friend of Dr. Lee's, Dr. David Zava. And so I worked with him for 13 years, and that's where I got wow. heavy-duty um, uh, training mm-hmm. on the job with with biochemists and compounding pharmacists and functional medicine doctors, which is really the future of medicine and, mm-hmm. you know, looking for cause versus just slapping Band-Aids mm-hmm. and prescriptions onto things. And so I, I was there for a long time, and now recently I've, I've just hived off and started my own consulting um, uh, business online, Your Hormone Balance, and the idea being in the world of the corporate scene you never get to really talk to the people mm-hmm. the women that right. are suffering mm-hmm. so true and i wanted to talk to you women mm-hmm. so i went out on my own and that's why i'm here today that's so cool. and thanks for the opportunity yeah. to yeah. talk about thank it. you yeah, for thank you. coming to chat with us in boston sure um so i'd love to hear so i think people are starting to tune in a little bit to hormones i think mm-hmm. you know there's now some knowledge out there but i think it's still something that a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. um, what symptoms you might be experiencing and just kind of what it feels like to have a hormone imbalance so i'd love you to kind of give some background for our listeners in case they're having some of the symptoms and it could help. Well, you know, actually, since being, um, since dealing with, you know, my own consulting um, business, and uh, I don't like to call it a business, it's really a practice. Mm -hmm. Being in balance, rebalancing is a practice. I'm just finding there are so many similarities between younger women that have hormonal imbalances and older women. You know how you always think of hormones and menopause and your Mm -hmm. mother when she was scaring you like I was scaring my Mm -hmm. kids. Um, (laughs) But actually there are similar imbalances because so many younger women are on birth control, the synthetic versions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a vexed issue we can talk about because obviously it has its positive benefits, certainly if you're planning a family. But I'd say over 50% we know of women who are on birth control are not on it for contraceptive purposes. Mm -hmm. They're on it because they had acne or heavy periods. Mm -hmm. And note what I'm saying now are symptoms of hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you have constant breakouts, if you have um, oily skin, if you have cystic acne, heavy, painful periods, the kind that... 
I remember gals in college that couldn't go to school, go, mm -hmm. go to class on the days they had their period. They'd be wrapped up in a fetal ball in horrible pain. And we'd just all go off and say, oh, Patty has the worst periods, mm -hmm. poor right. her. Like, as though that were normal. That's yeah, absolutely like not normal. you were born with. Like, oh, that's just the way it No, is. and my mother right. was this way. And her mother, mm -hmm. you know, people assume because 100%. my mother had a hysterectomy or my mother had, because she was had heavy periods, she had a hysterectomy. I know I'm going that route. No. Not necessarily so. There are reasons for this, but the hallmark signs of, of um, hormone imbalance are the heavy, painful periods or irregular periods, mm -hmm. um, the, the skin problems I talked about, and feeling anxious and mm -hmm. irritable and nervous, or you know, just having horrible PMS. Mm -hmm. um, we found um, Dr. John Lee, the author of the books I mentioned, went to England and studied with Katerina Dalton, who had done a lot of studying on PMS because there are 150 symptoms involved with PMS. And she had actually defended a woman who killed her boyfriend no at way. a trial. <laughs> oh, my god! And it, it, on grounds of temporary insanity because wow. she had... Because of the PMS? Because of the PMS. And terrible PMS, you know, the worst kind. My daughter said, stop using that acronym, but pass me the shotgun type mm. of PMS. <laughs> I have to find a better one, but that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, because how many women have told me, I just want to kill my boyfriend during that mm. time, or I, I want to divorce my husband every cycle. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of thing, bloating, fluid retention, weight gain, that you, you're eating right, you're working out, and you cannot budge the belly fat. Mm. Those are some of the classic symptoms, and that applies to younger women and older women too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They're all about the same. With older women, it's no more periods, and then we. And, but many of them have had horrible periods leading up to, mm -hmm. and you know. So when you're in their twenties, thirties, if you have those kinds of symptoms, you have to know you're walking around with an imbalance because mm -hmm. you're really your ovaries should be making a nice complement of estrogen and mm -hmm. progesterone and testosterone and DHEA, and your adrenals mm -hmm. should be making cortisol stress hormones in a nice pattern, highest in the morning, lowest at bedtime so you can sleep. Um, and when that's all off, you're off. Mm -hmm. And I think most women know instinctively mm -hmm. when they're yeah. really off and that there's something not right and that it's more fundamental than, you know, than, than just, um, you know, being a hypochondriac or that it's all in your head right a hundred percent yeah I yeah. think it's so crazy to me now that I know about hormones the amount of people I see posting on Facebook saying you know hey like I have all these symptoms acne and really bad periods so I'm gonna go on this birth control like can people tell me their experience with birth control with IUDs with you know all of these hormonal um, birth controls and I just every single time like no don't do it just yeah. just look at your symptoms first and try and balance them naturally first and then mm -hmm. um, see what else you can do but um, mm -hmm. can we kind of go into um, the effects of birth control what that's actually doing to your body yeah um, so birth control is, you know, really potent, powerful hormones that are mimicking uh, the action of your own naturally occurring hormones, but they're 10 times to the power or 100 times. They're just so much more potent. And, and what their job is to do is to obviously disrupt ovulation, shut down your own naturally occurring hormone production by shutting down ovulation. So your ovaries are basically you know, rendered mute and, um, and the, the synthetic hormones take over. 
Uh, problem is, how many women have I talked to that were put on birth control when they were 15, and they're mm -hmm. they're on they're 30 now or 20, so they've been on sequentially for is that you both are nodding your yeah. heads? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like the thing to do if you had acne, birth control. If mm -hmm. you had really bad periods, birth control. Even if you didn't have anything, mm -hmm. it was like the cool thing to do. Right. I was hate it the to cool say that. Thing to do? Mm -hmm. yeah, oh totally. My God. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel like wow. within my friend group for me it was a little bit later like before I left for college mm -hmm. but that was like a thing like before you leave for college let's get on birth control which is just so messed up mm -hmm. well maybe with the intent of becoming sexually active in college mm -hmm. I suppose yeah. that makes sense but um, when not sexually active not in a relationship and put on that sort of thing and I've talked to older women that are still on birth control that are in their late 40s early 50s and they're still wow, on birth control so well crazy. past any hope of fertility but they don't want their skin to break out or they're afraid they're going to gain weight um, so problem is this synthetic birth control is causing many side effects many of them long-term risks for breast cancers um, and other you know disorders and and health issues um, you know, cardiac issues, are there, and there's so many side effects of birth control, as many of you who are listening know, you know, water retention and bloating, and um, being, you know, having so many of the symptoms of, that we're talking about, because using birth control creates, in another, it creates an, a, a hormonal imbalance, really. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, you don't want to get, you know, especially if, you, if you're using it for, for contraceptive purposes, because you don't want to get pregnant, for those who then decide, now I'm ready to get pregnant and I've been on this pill for 15 years sequentially, it can often take quite a while mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. coming off birth control to um, recover the ovarian right. rhythms and, yeah. and ovulation so that you can, and, and the problem really boils down to a very important piece of this is that when you don't ovulate, you don't make the hormone progesterone and you make very low levels of estrogen. And when those two master female hormones are low mm -hmm. and off, um, you, that's when this raft of symptoms appears, the heavy periods, because think about it, estrogen is a growth hormone, so it's growing, you know, it grew all our female organs, our breasts, our uterus, it grew the ovaries, it grew the egg in the womb, in, in the um, follicle, Every month it grows the blood-rich lining of the endometrium that you shed as a period. Progesterone's job is to stop that growth. You know, 97% mm -hmm. of all breast cancers are related to too much estrogen. Mm -hmm. They're estrogen-driven, as are fibroids and cysts and endometriosis and all those things that have to do with growth. It's always about too much estrogen in the absence of an adequate amount of progesterone to balance it because progesterone's job is to say okay estrogen you've grown the egg you've grown the blood rich lining enough growth already mm -hmm. we need some we need to calm down progesterone the pregnancy hormone progestation oh, okay. makes sure that the egg the fertilized egg implants happily in the womb so it stops the thickening of the lining it starts feathering the nest so to speak and if there mm -hmm. is no fertilized egg then it's progesterone that gives the signal for the lining to be shed and you have your period. So if you've been on contraception, on contraception for years or you're in menopause and you're not having cycles, there's no progesterone to balance oh, estrogen. Right. It's the mm. first hormone to go. And so here you are with all this estrogen in excess. 
And even I see many test results where women can even have low estrogen, but if there's just so little progesterone, relatively speaking, the ratio becomes very low, and it's still an estrogen, what we call estrogen dominance. You can mm -hmm. have high estrogen, low estrogen, mm -hmm. normal estrogen, and depending on where your progesterone's at, if it's tanked, right. yeah. it's and so many women are in the, I mean, <laughs> We want to see a level of at least 100 nanograms per milliliter, and we see I see four mm -hmm. and two and and I ratios think mine was that are 35 when I got tested. I yeah. know that I was estrogen dominant as well, mm -hmm. and I know we were both on yep. the IUD. So mm -hmm. coincidence, who knows? But well, you know, estrogens are made in fat cells. Estrogens are in the environment. We're we're all becoming more aware mm -hmm. now of xenoestrogens, mm -hmm. so we can talk about that too. But yeah. It's a lot easier to get to become high in estrogen than it is to have a normal amount of progesterone because progesterone is so dependent on us ovulating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that gets into another discussion why we, you know, what disrupts ovulation besides birth control. Right. There are all kinds of things that do. Yeah. So other than estrogen and progesterone, I know there are other hormones as well. Yes. Should we be worried about them? Is that something that as women we don't need to focus on or do we need to focus on that? Um, Actually, women and men share all the same hormones, only, you know, of course, in differing amounts. Men have a lot more testosterone mm -hmm. and DHEA, the hormones we call androgens. Andro means male in Greek. So androgens are those, those hormones we associate with the male of the species. You know, testosterone is all about, and DHEA, it's balancing partner. DHEA is the most abundant hormone in the body. Those two work together. Actually, DHEA is the precursor of testosterone. Um, but those two not only are called androgens, but also anabolic hormones because they build and maintain bone mass. They build and maintain lean muscle mass. Um, so besides libido, of course, you know, you think of those two associated with the macho male, mm. the competitive drive, the sex drive, but right. women are competitive and we have a sex drive too, right. hopefully. <laughs> Although that's another thing I hear another a lot symptom. about. That's another symptom. No libido. Yeah. Even though I'm madly in love with my husband or my, you know, I just mm -hmm. don't feel like it, too much going on. Um, so testosterone and DHEA are really important to measure because mm -hmm. if they're low, then yes, you may be feeling sort of weak in your body, you may go for a workout and your muscles are sore. You may find you're gaining weight and, and you know, body fat, mm -hmm. because when lean ma muscle mass goes, what rushes in to replace it, but body fat. Right. Um, you may have a low libido. You may feel like you just don't have any enthusiasm for the things you used to love to do, or you just, I've talked to so many women that say, I just want to go home and get in my pajamas and, mm -hmm. you know, watch Netflix and, I don't feel like socializing and it really even your outlook on life your cognition is is linked to testosterone and DHEA and we're talking about lows but on the flip side high levels of androgens are very much related to the oily skin mm -hmm. the acne breakouts the um, what we call hirsuteness where you have uh, excess facial hair or mm -hmm. body hair um, and um, also feeling just really edgy and mm -hmm. bitchy and yeah. snapping mm -hmm. at people and being irritable all the time. Abdominal fat is linked to uh, too many of the androgens in women. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just sort of an overall masculinizing. The voice might get really deep and, and just being in a... Also, the worst part of high androgen levels is 
the strong association with PCOS, polycystic mm-hmm. ovarian mm-hmm. syndrome. I've been hearing a lot more about that recently from people. Just I think it's more of a common diagnosis now. I think yeah. I don't know if doctors before were acknowledging it, yeah. um, but I just hear terrible, terrible Things stories about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it's, to know. So we've talked about the hormones, and I know Beck and I have both done some testing. But just mm-hmm. for any listeners who you know don't know what it entails to test your hormones. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of walk through the process for that and then what your results can really tell you? Sure, good question. Um, we were just talking about PCOS. The testing is not a diagnosis. You know, mm-hmm. I just had someone that asked me, will the testing, I think I have PCOS because I have breakouts in um, oily skin and, and facial hair and will your test tell me? And I said, the test will identify whether you have elevated levels that are strongly associated and that's what it can do you know in relation to all the symptoms of imbalance it can identify um, an imbalance and the extent to which the hormones are out of balance and then correlate that imbalance with the symptoms that you are experiencing it's done in saliva i'm a real saliva advocate because of my many years with saliva testing which 15 years ago was an upward battle to get people to realize that blood testing was not the only way to test hormones and in mm-hmm. fact probably wasn't the most accurate way and there are different schools of thought but you know 15 years down the road functional medicine which really looks at cause likes uh, saliva because when you're measuring hormones in saliva it's easy too. you collect mm-hmm. at home right mm-hmm. and that's a big part of it you have to collect the within an hour of waking mm-hmm. and before lunch, before dinner, and at bedtime. Mm-hmm. You, and we're also collecting stress hormones, cortisol levels. So we need to measure the curve from morning through noon, evening, bedtime. Mm-hmm. So those four samples are collected at the optimal times because you can collect at home at the optimal time of your cycle as well. If you're still having cycles, we need to collect days 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically, and that's because we're trying to capture that window when hormones are surging mm-hmm. um, and trying to get you know the, the best look at where they should be. They should be within, no matter what's going on, people will say, well, they fluctuate. Yeah, they do, but they should be within a, a range that mm-hmm. we know is normal. And cortisol stress hormones should follow a certain pattern. And God knows they don't always. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're often really low in the morning when they should be high, when you should be bounding out of bed, feeling mm-hmm. rested and refreshed. You're dragging, mm-hmm. hitting the snooze alarm constantly, and they should be low at night. And many people are high. And you know, you think of the song "Tossin' and Turnin' All Night," <laughs> and that's. So the testing is really, um, you know, it's it's home collection. As I said, you're gathering active hormones in saliva versus blood, which measures. Hormones that are uh, hormones are bound in the in the bloodstream to a carrier protein, so they're carried on cells and they're bound mm-hmm. by this carrier protein. So you're measuring bound hormone that's not actually active. Mm-hmm. It's not when you're measuring hormones that you collected in a saliva sample, you're measuring hormones that have become unbound or what we call bioavailable, free to travel oh, to into the tissues of the body, that mm-hmm. collection of target mm-hmm. tissues, the target cells of the body, where hormones do their thing. You know, mm-hmm. hormones are kind of, they always use 
the analogy of the key and the lock. The hormone mm-hmm. is the key. It unlocks the lock to the recept- the receptor side of the cell is the lock. Mm-hmm. And it's, it it's fits perfectly, mm-hmm. like the key you use to open your own front door. Mm-hmm. And that's the argument for using natural hormones, because when they're made in a lab to be identical in structure and function to the hormones our own bodies make, then they fit right. into mm-hmm. that lock. So that's basically what we do. I My thing has been I'm not interested in providing kits to people without the consult because I want people it's not just about selling test kits it's about Mm -hmm. I want you to understand what this testing means Mm -hmm. you know the average person gets a test result back and it says 28 what does that mean scary like I remember you were like I'm gonna send it to you I don't know half an hour before the call and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you did because to get the results it's scary to see the numbers and not know what they mean and just be like what's wrong with me yeah exactly and people it's interesting too because people will say gosh I I do have to send the results a little bit prior to the call Mm -hmm. but I do try to say in an email we say okay here are your results don't start to google everything (laughs) we're going to go through this we're going to discuss in detail what Mm -hmm. these levels mean how they relate to the symptoms you reported and what we can you know what we can do about it what Mm -hmm. you can do about it naturally but yeah it is there is a nice explanation that comes with the report that's Mm -hmm. very perfunctory but at least it gives you some but a lot of people say god i thought my i thought my stress hormone levels would be really um would be really high because Mm -hmm. i have such an active high octane life and they're really low Mm -hmm. and that's you know, that's a big wake-up call. Adrenal fatigue. Yeah, that yeah. was me. We see that a lot. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I thought mine would be through the roof. And when I got them back, it was like almost zero. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? And does that just mean like your body has had to work so hard for so long? Like what does that mean, such a low level? Good, yeah, good guess. It's it's The adrenals are, if you picture like a bellows remember the old-fashioned bellows Mm -hmm. you make the fire go Mm yeah that's kind of how the adrenals are they're these little pyramid sized um, pyramid tiny pyramids that sit on top of the kidneys (laughs) and they um, they're like the size of walnuts and they we sometimes call them the small but mighty adrenals because you know they're producing adrenaline if Mm -hmm. you're running from a forest fire or a tsunami Mm -hmm. they're producing cortisol on a daily basis and we cannot live without cortisol so cortisol is that hormone that breaks you know regulates the nutrients that we get out of a meal Mm -hmm. and turns that carb protein and um, fats into um, blood sugar and has a huge role to play in regulating blood sugar and insulin. Therefore, when cortisols are off, we often have the the belly fat Mm -hmm. issue. They have a huge role to play in the um, regulation of the sleep-wake cycle. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of tie-in with high night cortisol levels and weight gain because Mm -hmm. high night cortisol levels disrupt appetite hormones that Mm -hmm. also function Mm -hmm. on the sleep-wake cycle. Mm -hmm. There's a lot we can tell with an adrenal. So it is usually that people have had so much going on for so long, heightened, prolonged stress that you kind of get used to. Mm-hmm. People, I often say, become their symptoms. They think, oh, I'm always tired, mm-hmm. or I'm always exhausted at night, or I just never can get out of bed, I've always been this way, or I'm always anxious, mm-hmm. irritable. This, um, and that's all real 
big signs of, of stressed adrenals that have been pushed and flogged, you know, that are just overworked. Mm-hmm. And usually that reflects us being overworked, overbooked, mm-hmm. overcommitted, mm-hmm. overworking out. Yeah. A lot of gals doing way too much high intensity exercise thinking, I exercise five times a week and I'm doing the high intensity, the spinning and the this and that, and I cannot get rid of this belly fat. Mm-hmm. Um, that, by the way, high intensity exercise will also disrupt ovulation, mm-hmm. causing the low progesterone. Interesting. And the tie in there is that the adrenals actually require progesterone as a precursor or raw material from which to make, they make cortisol. So without it's it, all connected. without it's all connected. So if we don't have enough progesterone on board, then the adrenals go wanting, and they may have been high for some years and trying gallantly to do the bellows action for mm-hmm. you. And after a while, they just get they can't meet the demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, with young people, you're the world is your oyster. You've got careers and mm-hmm. you know all kinds of maybe some. I mean, many women I talk to, my God, they're. You know, their attorneys or their bankers or their fitness or their fitness teachers and they're mm-hmm. exercising yeah. all the time and they've got kids and they're rushing home. We all know the drill. Mm-hmm. But it actually takes its toll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and the toll that it's taking is when you start to notice, wow, I am sick so often and right. I'm not bouncing back. So you catch every flu bug and every yeah. cold and you don't someone sneeze next to you on a plane and you just get sick and mm-hmm. you can't get mm-hmm. well or you've got the belly fat that's totally a, a big sign of body stress or you you have sugar cravings mm-hmm. or you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. You fall asleep and then you wake up. Mm-hmm. Um that's all adrenals. And and even going back maybe 2 years when I see a flattened cortisol profile and I start talking to someone, usually what will come out is something like a gal I was talking to yesterday, her father died Mm -hmm. suddenly a year and a half ago, and life has just been one constant stressor ever since then. Or someone moved across the country, or someone had a virus that they Mm -hmm. were ill with for a year and a half, you know, things like that really deplete the adrenals as well because they protect our immunities against disease. That's another Mm -hmm. thing they do. And in menopause, last but not least, the adrenals actually have to take over all hormone production when the ovaries pack their bags and are done. They're like, I didn't know that. (laughs) So women in menopause, your moms... Mm Um, are running on on empty with you know ovarian mm-hmm. hormone production, yeah. Yeah. and now the adrenals have to take over. So this means taking really good care of your adrenals. They're like our troops, mm-hmm. and we need to give them extra TLC at at any age mm-hmm. when we're living in a heightened yeah. part of you know period of stress. And I think life is pretty anxious lately. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it, it really is. So that was a long answer, but I hope no, that I answered so it. that's so helpful. It, yeah, it really is. So I want to kind of get into Megan and hormone journeys and kind of what Good. we went through, because I think it's important to share that with people, because um, I think a lot of people went through or are going through the same things that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Meg, do you want to go first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like a lot of women, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, Um, I was on birth control on and off through college and then my first couple years in the working world. And the sad thing is, and I know we talked about this on the call, Candice, but I can't even remember. I know I went on and off, but I don't even know how many years I was actually on birth control, which is wild because Mm -hmm. it was just like a non-thought to me. It was just something I did. I never really connected the dots. 
Um, but it really wasn't until this past year that I just was tired of feeling so tired all of the time. So that was your main symptom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just fatigue. Um, and I never got a period on the IUD, which at first seemed awesome. I was like, jackpot, never have to worry about that again. And then I sort of started tuning into you know, some wellness podcasts and just starting to educate myself. And I really was like, this is a key part of my cycle as a woman. And I feel so disconnected from my body. Um, So that was really when I decided to test. And I actually tested while I was still on the IUD because I personally really just wanted to get that baseline of where my body was. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me, and we touched on it again a little bit earlier, was just no progesterone at all. I had none. Um, And I think that was just a wake-up call. But it was so helpful, Candice, to then have your action plan. And I felt like, and one thing I would love to discuss, because I think as women are waking up to, you know, wanting to transition off of hormonal birth control Mm -hmm. they're they're maybe doing it cold turkey and I think that can be a tough transition so I want to set that to the side because I think that's so important for women to also educate themselves as they go through the process what they need to like how they need to care for their bodies more um but I just feel so much better and it's one of those things where it's like it's not like you snap your fingers and you feel awesome. And I think that was kind of me. I was like, oh, get the IUD out a week later. Gonna feel awesome. <laughs> and it wasn't that quick, but that was in... Or simple, yeah. Or simple. But that was in December. And I'm just so grateful that my period came back. Like, I just feel connected to myself again, to like this key part of myself. Not too mm-hmm. deep, but yeah, you know no. what I mean? Mm-hmm. What What about you, Beth? Um, yeah, so I actually, so a lot of my friends were on birth control since we were teenagers, but I actually didn't go on birth control until I was about to get married because I was like, well, I don't want to have kids yet. I'm about to get married. You know, I'm in a committed relationship, like need to do something. And that was like the thing to do, go on birth control. Um, so I went on birth control and as soon as I started taking it, I was getting morning sickness every day. I felt like I was pregnant. I was like, what is going on? I wasn't getting my period, but I was literally sick to my stomach every day. So nauseous. And so I was like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. But I, I kind of toughed it out for about six weeks. And then finally, I just it was too much. I just couldn't do it every day anymore. Um, and that's kind of when my when I started feeling just like super tired. I was crashing all the time. Um, I started to gain weight, which I had never had an issue with before. And it was like quick. It was like 10 pounds in two months. And then mm. it kind of leveled off for a bit. And then it was like <coughs> another 10 pounds. And so... Um, it was just really hard. And so I was working out, like you were saying, five times a week, high intensity. Um, and I, I kind of plateaued at that point, but was still super tired. Um, I wasn't loving my job. So, you know, that comes into play as far as stress goes. Sure. Um, yes. And then um, for some reason, I don't really actually know why, but I felt like I needed to go on the IUD because I thought that would help because I was getting really bad cramps, like having really bad symptoms. So I talked to my gynecologist and she was like, oh, yeah, this is a really low hormone um, IUD. You know, it's very different from the pill. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm willing to try anything. So here we go. So got on the IUD and it was that same thing, like 
feeling sick. I was tired. I was gaining even more mm. weight. And I was like, what? what? I can't catch a break here. And this was over like a two year um, period. Um, so that's when, after I got, I was on the IUD for probably a month and a half, two months, I was done. I was like, there has to be a better way. And it was like that next week that I heard you on the Almost 30 podcast. And I was like, this is amazing. She's speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I still had the IUD when I got my hormones tested, same reason. I just wanted to see where I was at. Um, and I got the test results back and it was like, wow, this has not been all in my head. Um, I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, dying. <laughs> um, I have something actually wrong with my body and I can fix it now. Um, and so, I mean, it's been eight, nine months. And like Meg said, I feel a world of difference and so much better, just so much more energy. And it really came at the perfect time because I had at this point last year, I wouldn't have been able to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had 100%. the energy I think about that all to the do time. any of this. Yeah. So it really, I mean, it's not overnight. I was also expecting like a month and I would be <laughs> back mm -hmm. to normal, but it's still a process. I'm still working on it and I don't think I'm a hundred percent. We're going to retest and see. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's totally worth the process. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting that you both, um, your comment about, um, Meg, about the uh, feeling disconnected mm -hmm. is, that's, you know, I, it does surprise me how the attitude some women have about, oh, I don't want to have my period ever again. It's wonderful not to have a period. Or the attitude about, uh, you know, when you have problems like heavy periods, just and a hysterectomy is suggested okay mm -hmm. go ahead take it out take it all out mm -hmm. and it, it's it's something that you know those kinds of things there are so many unnecessary hysterectomies there are so many people on birth control that didn't really need to be on birth control um and i you know it if if any of this is resonating with your listeners and what you just have related mm -hmm. um too tired to, you know to even at your age how old are you 25 yeah and this was so you're both in your mid-20s yeah. mm -hmm. this is incredible isn't mm -hmm. it to be it's that so exhausted mm -hmm. yeah so I mean it's just the high doses in these hormones can make you you know they are simulating pregnancy in a way and they mm -hmm. can make you feel sick and at the same time shutting down you know all this natural production and and you can use, you can test while on birth control and get a baseline while on birth control. I mm -hmm. think it's actually, you know, it, it's interesting to do that because then you can see what your levels look like. Mm -hmm. And you can be, you know, it is quite the wake-up call that mm -hmm. probably time to find some other um, some other approach. And I know it's a vexed issue. I, I'm actually, when I hear people... <clears throat> when people tell me they're on the Mirena or mm -hmm. any hormonal IUD, I'm almost glad because I can say, okay, well, you're adjusted to an IUD then. Mm -hmm. Your body's assimilated it. Why not switch to the copper paragard? Mm -hmm. Because it's right. it, it disrupts the pregnancy but not the hormones. Mm -hmm. And that is if you're already on an IUD, why not get off the synthetic hormones and swap over to that? That's mm -hmm. easy enough to do. Mm -hmm. And in the in the meantime, take a break. Give yeah. your brain and your body a break from these powerful hormones that are not only disrupting your ovulation, but disrupting your moods and your memory and mm -hmm. your your peace of mind. You know, your your all all kind all levels of you know 
what sort of enthusiasm you should have at your age when you want to just get in your PJs and mm-hmm. yeah. not go anywhere and you're and you're trying to break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> and so many women say, <laughs> oh, my boyfriend puts up with me and he's so good and yeah. I just don't know. But I think the copper paragard is a really good choice. I do think if you've been on birth control for many, many years, time to take a break. If you're sexually active, talk to your partner. Some of you, maybe you two would want to share what you mm-hmm. are doing, mm-hmm. but some gals have, have switched successfully. Copper IUD is the best actually, because it's 99% effective. But if you can't tolerate an IUD, there are the barrier methods. Mm-hmm. There's the diaphragm and the sponge. There's the spermicide. There's the, um, um, what's the other thing people are using? Light, um, lightweight, what do they call them? Extra Con- light condoms. Condoms. Oh yeah. yeah. And condoms. and the when good I old was condom. condom life. What are they called? <laughs> condoms. Just the good old. I classic. mean, I thought you said condom life. <laughs> <laughs> life on condoms. But but, but 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 the condoms when I was your age were like wearing a rubber raincoat. I mm. think they. I trust they've <laughs> yeah. improved. Yeah. I think they have. And so for me at least. Um, we do like the natural birth control. Oh, yeah. So just tracking your periods, mm-hmm. tracking when you're ovulating, taking yep. your temperature. And what's the app? You um, can, there's an the, app you yeah, can use. Yeah, so the Flow app is really great. You Brilliant. can put your temperature yeah. in there um, and track it that way. And it tells you exactly when you're ovulating, when you're fertile, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. Easy peasy. So, yeah. so then you just avoid intercourse during that time. Yeah. There's also something called the Fertile Focus, which is kind of fun. It's a little microscope. And you put a bit of saliva mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. d- during the period. You can, you know, around the time you, you uh-huh. figure you're going to be ovulating around day 12, 14. So mm-hmm. start maybe day 10, putting that little spot. And you can see a ferning pattern. And oh, that tells okay. you that you're fertile. So you can avoid. That's so it's not as if there aren't a lot of options right. out and there. Right, and the good old pull and pray. <laughs> that is <a> great option. <laughs> well, I yep. just think it's crazy because in health class, I don't know if it was the same way for you, Beck, but like, it was burned into our brains. Like the second you have sex, you're going to get oh, pregnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh. Yeah. It's like so anytime it's just, you have sex, you will be pregnant. It's just this fear. Um, and it really, uh, honestly, within the past year was when uh, I read this book that's like this, whoops, this huge, like, huge book on um just the fertility awareness method i wish i could remember Mm -hmm. what it's called but i was just like this is such a wake-up call like i never knew any of this that you can really only Mm -hmm. get pregnant for a very small portion of the days of your cycle Mm -hmm. and if you are you know just aware of that you can avoid pregnancy Mm -hmm. so i don't know you do have to find what works for you and i think beck and i are potentially a little different because we both are married Mm -hmm. um but mm-hmm. I think just educating yourself on all the options that are out there is huge. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you brought up, Megan, about preparing yourself for, you know, getting yeah, off, can we get into off that? the birth control. Um, you know, I think it's really important to wean off birth control. I mean, with the IUD, you can't really wean off of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can, and, and you mentioned flow living. Mm-hmm. I will just turn it over refer to Alisa Vitti's woman code because just she Mm -hmm. she has a perfect program for preparing yourself um for a possible pregnancy if you're ready to get pregnant after Mm -hmm. birth control or just you know coming off and and how to come off properly and what foods to eat at what parts of your cycle and um you know using um I think one of the best supplements to use is Vitex which is Mm -hmm. chase tree berry um an herb that's been used for centuries 
to regulate cycles and female problems, but it's pretty interesting because it's been, it's very safe um, at doses like 500 to 1,000 milligrams, and I always say start low and go slow, work mm -hmm. up to it. But Vitex in younger women is great versus progesterone cream, which is great for older women. Mm -hmm. Younger women whose ovaries are coming back Vitex is going to help them mm -hmm. come back. So that's a great prep. It worked for me. Did, I yeah. started taking that and I was so scared because I was like, what if my period never comes back? Because I know some women struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And I took Vitex for probably a month and the next month I had my yes. cycle. It's usually six weeks or so mm -hmm. that, it, yeah. that you can get. I still take it every day. Me too. It's yeah. Awful. <laughs> and some people, you can take um, a break five days on your, I um, was just reading more about it recently, and you can take a five-day break from Vitex first day of your period and then take five mm -hmm. days off oh, okay. mm -hmm. and then resume. But Vitex is the Latin name for chase tree berry, Vitex agnus castus, and it is, um, what it's doing is it's working on a, the the brain level, the pituitary level. It's stimulating the pituitary to trigger what we call luteinizing hormone, which is the signal to the ovaries to mm. make progesterone or testosterone. Mm. Um, but for purposes of when you're really, the body kind of preferentially knows what needs to be done. So Vitex mm -hmm. will stimulate, you know, just the proper hormone production. So that's indirectly boosting your naturally occurring production. When I talk to women that are really so low that they're all in progesterone, that they're also not sleeping and they have horrible anxiety, I may also suggest taking a little progesterone cream mm -hmm. at bedtime because progesterone is inherently calming and mm -hmm. it helps people sleep much, much deeper. But for younger women like yourselves, sometimes the chase tree berry is all you need yeah. along with B vitamins mm -hmm. and different sorts of, you know, obviously good fats are hugely important because we, we know that, um, you know, the ovaries need fats to, we need fats to produce hormones and hormones are actually the backbone of all hormones is cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So we need healthy fats, healthy cholesterol. Mm -hmm. We need enough protein because, you know, hormones are also made of protein. So healthy proteins, healthy fats, um, and we know what the good fats are, mm -hmm. the avocados and the nuts and the seeds and um, putting, I, I know Jess, my daughter, who works with me on the weight balance profile package. We have a package that I think one of you might have done yeah, that. Yeah, I did that one. It's yeah. my dress. So we, that's right. So we work together. She counsels people on their nutrition and she provides all kinds of great recipes. And you were talking about your smoothie this morning. Yes. Jess also has me putting in a nut butter, like a mm -hmm. whole yeah. tablespoon mm -hmm. of a nut butter yep. along with the spinach. So fiber, fats, um, what is it, protein, protein. and greens mm -hmm. yeah. in every meal. So mm -hmm. adding that is a great prep for mm -hmm. you know, coming off the birth control. So getting all your levels, getting that machinery working is, mm -hmm. is the way to go. And, and I really do... I think it's it's really, you know, especially when you're young, you don't need to do this stuff forever. Menopausal yeah. women will say, do I need, young women, will, do I have to take this forever? Well, yeah, B vitamins, they're so easily excreted by mm -hmm. stress and we need them and yeah. mm -hmm. just drinking alcohol depletes them and they're water soluble and you can't OD on 
B right. vitamins yeah. right. and adaptogenic good. herbs. Fantastic. Oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Four you know, Sigmatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four Sigmatic, the mushroom coffees and, and, and the, you know, the adaptogenic blends. These are herbs that help have been shown scientifically to nurture and strengthen adrenal function. Like the ashwagandha. The ashwagandha and the maca powder also helps raise libido Mm -hmm. and helps to normalize. They all have, you know, supporting properties that support the adrenals. And the adrenals need to be working properly because if they're not, they're going to steal every bit of hormone they can get. Mm. That's often why progesterone is also That's low. so interesting. Yeah. If, if, if you're really constantly stressed, the adrenals are going to grab that progesterone before it can even be used to nurture oh, wow. a healthy pregnancy. Mm. And by the way, an, a healthy pregnancy needs adequate levels of progesterone. Mm-hmm. If you're coming off birth control because you want to prep for having a, a baby mm-hmm. at some point, um, you want to make sure that you're testing and that you know your progesterone levels are adequate to take that baby to term because it's progesterone that keeps that baby happy, happily attached mm-hmm. in the womb. And many women use it through the first trimester. Wow. You know, there's a high um, correlation between uh, miscarriages and lack of progesterone. progesterone. Yeah, That's oh, wow. so interesting. Mm-hmm. I had a question. Oh, one thing that I was really worried about coming off of birth control, which luckily worked out fine and my period did come back. But is there, do you think there's a period of time where if you don't see your cycle return after going off of birth control that you should start to get a little concerned or start to dig in more? Like, is there a normal period of time, I guess? You know, that's, that is a tough one because, um, Everybody obviously is different. different if yeah. it, I'd say if it's taking more than a year, mm-hmm. then yeah, then maybe we need to have an ultrasound of the ovaries or, or do further testing to see if the ovaries are getting that the uh, pituitary signal, mm-hmm. the follicle stimulating hormone or the, the luteinizing hormone is you know sometimes there's something called um, you know luteal failure. Uh, luteal phase is that second phase after Mm -hmm. ovulation so there's insufficient luteal insufficiency you know i was mentioning b vitamins when people often take b's because they're out of energy they'll take b12 Mm -hmm. but there are 12 b vitamins Mm -hmm. and just take let's take b6 b6 is actually involved in the in the formation of the corpus luteum So the corpus luteum is what forms out of the ruptured follicle when the egg pops and goes on down the fallopian tube Mm -hmm. in search of the friendly sperm, Mm -hmm. there's this ruptured follicle, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that magically transforms itself every cycle into the corpus luteum, which then does nothing but produce progesterone the whole second half of your cycle to balance estrogen. Mm -hmm. And you need B6, that Mm -hmm. one component... To, for that corpus luteum to form. If the corpus luteum doesn't form, we're definitely not going to be making progesterone. Right. So there's so many... It's so things. intricate. And, and the corpus luteum is a fatty. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it, and so it needs, it needs good fats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when we're talking about sort of the obvious, yeah, 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 good fats, good protein, yeah. green, all, all of these things have their part to play. Yeah. You were saying it's all connected. Often hormones are talked about or compared to a sort of symphony mm-hmm. where you know every instrument right. needs to be playing in tune if one is playing out of tune what happens to that Sounds all that terrible yeah. yeah um so 
I'm interested in how people can kind of, I think all of this is kind of overwhelming for some people if they're already feeling tired and anxious and all of that. So um, what recommendations do you give to people to kind of take it one step at a, at a time um, and not feel overwhelmed with all the information? <clears throat> well, I think if you, you know, if you have a sense, you who are out there listening, um, to this with keen interest, I'm sure. <laughs> if you notes. have any of the classic symptoms that I'm talking about that we've mentioned, um, you know who you are, and you know that you know it, it's it's your body. It's not your mom's. It's not your mm-hmm. grandma's. Um, it's you, and there are um, clues and symptoms. That symptom awareness is huge. That's the first step. So we talked about heavy, painful periods. We talked about fibroids and endometriosis. Somebody told me that everyone she knows has endometriosis. A, a young That's woman insane. told me this. That's, oh my you know, where the endometrial tissue migrates out of the uterus mm. into other, and it's so painful. so painful. It swells with blood every period. These things are not normal. Having constant weight gain and belly fat that won't budge, being anxious and irritable and and not being able to sleep, being fatigued, like you two were saying, too tired to you know get out of bed in the morning and do a podcast, mm-hmm. um, much less organizing your own. Exactly. Yeah. Then, right. <laughs> then you know these are the sort of hallmark signs of imbalance. So that's the first step: knowing the symptoms. I have a symptom check quiz on my website, mm-hmm. which you can go to and do, so you can tell if you're likely it's to very be. Helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's helpful, and you know, if you if you are likely to have an imbalance, it kind of puts it all together. And then, you know, I have to say, I think testing is the next step. My maxim is test, don't guess, because mm-hmm. I can tell you all day, yeah, that's a symptom of such and such, but you know, it's the extent to which mm-hmm. um, your hormones are out of balance that is going to determine what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't deal with thyroid issues or diabetic issues or, you know, all the tests that you do without monitoring right. and retesting and all of that. So the first test is to confirm your symptoms and to what extent. And as I said, it's a simple test. Mm-hmm. We send it to you. You test on certain days of your period. You test, I mean, certain days of your cycle when you're not having a period. Um, you, you know, and then the testing is, um, you send your samples in easily back in the kit, pop them in the mail, mm-hmm. prepaid Super label, easy. It was goes yeah. to the lab in Oregon. I work with IU metrics, which is the lab that is run by the former lab director of ZRT labs. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. started his, he and his wife have started their own lab. And so they're even a step ahead because mm-hmm. they're kind of really innovative. Um, and their test results come back in five to seven days to me, mm-hmm. and then I let you know your test results are ready, and then we go through them in a 50-minute in a phone call. So the feeling of overwhelm starts to diminish step by step. Yeah. First, you know your symptoms, then you confirm your symptoms. Yes, there are some imbalances here. Yes, those imbalances are linked to this, that, and the other symptom you're dealing with, mm-hmm. and this is what, these are the the things that we know, the action plan that I provide uh, a couple days after the call is really a consensus of the best wisdom out there. Because mm-hmm. this, this is a learning curve. You know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, it was all, you do a blood test, you get the same test, you get the same number, everybody's put on the same hormones. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until the Women's Health Initiative that the science told us, wow, women on 
you know, older women that are on HRT are getting way more breast cancer and, and more cardiac disease and doubling of blood clots, and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, they had to stop that study three years early because of the risks that were so much greater oh than the gosh. benefits. So you don't want to be that person yeah. when you get to menopause. No. You don't want to be in right. perimenopause being, a, you know, like I was, scaring my kids and mm-hmm. on the roller coaster where your symptoms are just so... You know, as I, I used to say some to some people, what was it? Um, night sweats so bad that the sound of sweat dripping on the floor wakes you up. Oh, my You know, gosh. but this happens <laughs> yeah. to people. Yeah. So it's really a matter of become aware of your symptoms. Take the symptom quiz. If you feel that if you've been suffering, and I'm talking, it's, it's, it's not okay to have been going for weeks and months and years mm-hmm. with the same sort right. of symptoms. It's not normal because your mother had a hysterectomy, I can't say this enough, mm-hmm. to then go and do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, there may be a predisposition, but sometimes that's to do with you know, the way we're raised. We know that eating too many pastries and sweets causes blood sugar highs that cause insulin highs, and when high insulin is, you know, when elevations of insulin stay high, we know that triggers the ovaries to overproduce those bad androgens mm-hmm. that make our skin break out. So it's, it's all tied in, but you can take it in steps and then there are great things we can do. We have natural hormones now, mm-hmm. if need be. We have herbs like chase tree berry, which mm-hmm. helped you get your cycle yeah. back. And um, we have natural vitamins and adaptogenic herbs. And I'd say most people I work with feel pretty darn good within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And some people, have, some people have issues that go on for far too long. Um, but often it's because they haven't been able to stop the stress. Mm-hmm. You know, they're right. still they're still up with their cell phone at three in the morning, or mm-hmm. they haven't been able to get rid of the the bad foods in their diet. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a holistic thing. Yeah, it's not just about one thing or the other. It's not about supplements. It's not about exercise or stress or it's all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it all goes hand in hand for yeah. sure. Um, well, this hour just went by I know. so fast. I we can't could talk it. forever. <laughs> we really with could. You. Yeah, it's already been an hour. My yeah, God. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So right. thank you so much. Um, let's tell everybody where they can find you, though. And yeah. All oh, of yeah. That. yeah. It's Your Hormone Balance, www.yourhormonebalance.com. And um, the Instagram is at Your Hormone mm-hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's where we are yeah well thank you so much Candace. this was every time i talk to you because i've heard you talk about hormones probably <laughs> so many times like 10 times now yeah. yeah um but i learned something new every single time which is amazing there's okay. just yeah. so much um there is so much yeah. like, well i hope it made sense <laughs> it, it really it did, did. Yeah. and we're just so grateful for your knowledge and being mm-hmm. able to share that with oh. our listeners so thank well, you i'm grateful for the opportunity yeah. it's important information it's life-changing mm-hmm. it is it, i bawled when i got my results and now yeah it's just the whole thing and look um, where you are now <laughs> i know um so you can find us at best friend beck at musings by megan at detox and chill podcast on instagram um and we're so grateful for you all thank you for listening we love you we love you so much bye bye <laughs>